In Flanders' fields the poppies blow, between the crosses row on row, that mark our place and in the sky, the lark still bravely singing fly, scarce heard amid the guns below. We are the dead, short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved, and now we lie in Flanders' fields. Take up our quarrel with the foe, to you from falling hands we throw the torch. Be yours to hold it high, if ye break faith with us who die, we shall not sleep, though poppies grow in Flanders' fields. Good morning, Trail Tales listeners. Dave and Sean here out at Island Lake just to begin our Remembrance Day 50K and uh, just taking a moment to be thankful for everything that those who came before us did so we could have our freedom in this great country of Canada and so that we can do stuff like this and have this podcast and, and do these runs. So we dedicate this runners to all our veterans today. It is a wonderful time to be alive in Canada and for all those who fought to make this happen, um, we thank you for your service. And so today we run and uh, be grateful for what we have and for all the newcomers to Canada, uh, we say welcome and welcome to, uh, to a great nation um, and great souls that we have here. So Greatest country in the world. It is. So let us begin on our amazing journey. Come the first few steps. We'll <laughs> check in later. <laughs> Bye for now. Hello, all of you amazing runners and wonderful human beings. David Waters here, and we have another episode of Trail Tales. This would be season number two, episode number six. Good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Trail Tales. My name is David Waters, and I'm with Sean Roberts. And we are discussing our amazing 50-kilometer run that we have just finished. And we want to kind of dissect it. We want to you know, do a little bit of analysis of what it is that we actually went through and, and, and why we did this and all those fun questions that all these people that listen to our amazing podcast, thank you all, 
um, have for us. So anyways, Sean, man, this is going to be like an unscripted, like we normally do, um, kind of banter back and forth. Sounds good. Kudos, kudos, man. High five. Yeah, for sure, man. Like we, uh, we did it. Yeah, we did. We did. I've, I've been, uh, reminiscing over the past few days because it's been several days since we, we finished and, you know, still kind of flying high on the fact that, that we accomplished it, accomplished it. But, you know, if I had to do it in one sentence, it'd just be mission accomplished. Of course. You know, that's, it's just, it's a very satisfying feeling knowing <laughs> that we did that now, you know? So. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know, man, the, 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 the marathon distance is, is one thing, sure. but to go to a 50 kilometer when we haven't even really, I mean, I haven't run a marathon in three years. Same here. Right? Yeah. Like it's been a long time. My longest training since then was 24 kilometers and that was like a month ago yeah. or not even maybe three, but I don't know. It was a little while ago. Yeah. I'm going to talk about some of the things I'm kind of, what I was going through in my head and I hadn't, you and I hadn't even discussed any of that kind of. No, we up. haven't broken it down yet. No, like we haven't even said, you know, I mean, you were away on vacation and, and you're coming back and then all of a sudden now you're like working and then now you're running and then you're working like in the, <laughs> the next day, right? Yeah. Like we didn't have any of that moment of, okay, well, let's just rest. Yeah. It's just kind of, oh, let's just get on with our day, right? Exactly. So it's kind of inter interesting look at, at how we were able to achieve it, what we were able to do to, to get ourselves through it. And all those fun things in between, right? Yeah. So let's let me just start off by by saying congratulations to you. Thank you. Right, having you there was a lot. It, it meant a lot to me to be able to run with a friend who is very like minded in so many ways um, to help motivate, be cheer, 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 rah, rah, rah. Let's get through this together, type of thing. And we actually stuck to our plan on what it was. On, on how and to push through to get there. Yeah. So what was your lead up like to this? Like what were your feel, what was going on in your head? Like what were you feeling like a day out, you know, the morning of, yeah. and then, then, you know, because I wasn't with you at that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So leading up to it, like, you know, the further out we were from the run, I was excited about it and think, yeah, we're going to do this. And then as we got close, I'd say within maybe three or four days out from this thing, when it was like facing me, I thought, what if I can't do it? What if I, what if I just break down? I can't finish this thing. Like, so there was some fear there. Like it was, you know, um, but then I touched base with you and, and, you know, you had that like nervous, exciting energy and that kind of got me excited again. And okay, the fear is still there, but this is exciting. And, um, leading up so the day before I worked right I worked uh, three days in a row and uh, so I wasn't really thinking about the run I was just focusing on work let's get through these three days and then Monday will happen um, so I was on short sleep I was on just under four hours of sleep right because I came home got to sleep at two and then I was up well I guess just over four hours I was up at five o'clock five thirty you know, I woke up, felt like I had like sandpaper grit in my eyes and stuff. And I knew that was going to happen, but I figured once I get going, I'm going to be fine. So um, so when your alarm goes off, is it a loud alarm or is it a very soft, gentle nudge alarm? No, uh, I'd call it a medium alarm. It's, it's, it's not something that's going to give me a heart attack. Like, uh, <laughs> like mine. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there is, we had an Amber Alert recently and I know everything turned out fine, but that happened shortly after we came back from our vacation in Florida. 
And I woke up and I thought the world was ending. I didn't know. I didn't know where I was. I'm like, am I in Florida? Where am I? I'm at work. Like I didn't know what was going on. And then I was like, because I was worried about my kids too, right? Also, yeah. there's huge alarms going off. So that one really startled me. So my alarm is just kind of like a medium alarm. It's enough to kind of wake me up, and I get it within the ten seconds, right? So yeah. Um, you know, the wake up was, was a little rough, but once I got going onto the road, I'm like, Hey, we're going to do this. Like, this is exciting. So did you eat, did you eat anything, drink anything before? Or, See, that's or? Thing. I thought I was, I thought I would, I thought I might have a bagel before. And, uh, I didn't end up like I woke up and I didn't feel hungry. Um, I didn't feel too thirsty. So I didn't even have a coffee cause I figured that would, that would kind of ruin me. Um, so I had, I filled up my water, bought some water and I had, you know, a cooler packed the night before for our aid station right mm-hmm. so um, okay what was what was in the toolbox so the toolbox it <laughs> wasn't anything special really um my my big ticket item was a wonderful and i really enjoyed it, it was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on whole wheat <laughs> and i ate that i think after our third loop and that kept me going i had some just uh corn tortilla chips for the salt and then i had some trail mix like peanuts cashews there were some raisins in there and a few m m's and uh, I had some sesame snaps, and uh, what about electro? What about electrolytes? Electrolytes? I it was just the salt, and you had the salted potatoes. Mm-hmm. I didn't really bring anything special with that, mm-hmm. and then I had tons of water. Yeah, right. So that was pretty much what I went off. Awesome. All yeah. right. So so <laughs> I always find it I always find it interesting, right? Because people always say, okay, so what's your nutrition going to be, yeah. right? I'm just running, you know, if I'm running 10 kilometers, I don't even take a bottle of water. Like yeah. I, just, I just go run. Just use oxygen. Right? This is just, I'm running oxygen right now. Like that's it. This one, I was like, uh, okay, we're going to be out there quite a while. I thought, well, what am I going to bring? So I brought lots of water. I brought, you know, a couple of little things, but more potatoes and the salt. Yep. Because um, I, I wanted that, right? Because, I mean, I know what I'm like. When I start reaching a certain point, it's like, oh, I just need the salt. I need the salt. But then the potatoes because of the potassium. So I thought, you know, if I had those, if we had those two, that would be, you know, that would be good, yeah. right? And again, I kept breaking it down. It's only 10K. It's only 10K. So it's, yeah, we're back to the car. We can have a little bit more. But those chips, I don't even eat chips, right? But yeah. Those chips were so good. But we'll get into all that later. But yeah. So I brought potatoes um, and I brought uh, some some. Dates, we didn't even need the dates. Uh, some salt tab, you know, tablets, yeah, things like that. Um, nothing really extraordinary. Almonds, again, I had you know in the car as well, but nothing crazy. Yeah, right. Um, I I did have a little bit. Um, I did have a little bit of electrolytes. Um, just I, I just didn't know where I was going to be with everything. Um, the night before, I did you know I ate you know some you know sweet potato and a little bit of pasta. And, Things are, you know, carved up a little bit, but I thought, you know, since we're going to run, you know, are we going to even burn through any of this? That's kind of what I was in my head, right? Yeah. Because I've been running slow for so long. So, yeah. So there we are. We're, you know, I get up, my alarm blasts off like crazy. Yeah. Scares the crap out of me. Um, I actually slept down on the couch because I didn't want to wake anyone up so upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So I just slept down on the couch, set my, set four alarms because I, I tend, I can sleep. Um, first alarm hit and I was up and I was like, okay, ready to go. The biggest concern I had, <laughs> I gotta go to the washroom, <laughs> right? Like if I wake up and it's only an hour before, I'm like, my body's typically still asleep at like that time. I'm not, my body doesn't even know it's functioning yet. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's 
one thing I had, it hit me in the head. So the first thing I was, toilet paper, toilet paper, load up, put it in a plastic bag and bring it with me, right? Yeah. But leading up to that, I, my thought was the same as yours. Can we do this? Like, and I didn't even say, can I? I was like, can we do this? Right? Because I know that your level is kind of the same where, where I am. And I'm like, all right, well, we're going to try it. Like, we're not doing it for time. Right, we're just doing it for fun. Yeah. Just gonna go out and enjoy company, right? And I think that took a lot of pressure off, not worrying about time. Yeah. Right, it's like we're just gonna go and run how we feel and and conserve energy where we can, right? Yeah. Because it's a, you know, it's not a sprint. It's not even a marathon. It's an ultra marathon. So you really gotta want to conserve your energy, right? And without any time cutoffs or anything, it was, it was kind of a, a measuring stick to see if we could do this, right? That was again the only goal we really had. I like I like where we I like where we had it because I think that it, it wasn't the road and yet it wasn't some crazy Bruce Trail yeah. type of thing, right? It was very manageable, right? Crushed gravel, rocks, dirt, you know, a couple of bridges here and there. Well, seven bridges. Yeah. But I mean with different terrain, right? There was different elevations in there as well. It, it wasn't super hard. Right. But I think it was hard enough to do as an ultra because Two guys who haven't really done any crazy distance going to go out and do it. My my thought was, I didn't want to disappoint you, right? Because I'm like, I've just been running slow for so long and I just finished a half marathon where I actually raced it. So I'm like, I, I, I don't want to be feeling like that again. But then I wasn't too sure where your fitness level was yeah. in terms of, okay, uh, I'm running up to this hill. Do I'm walking it? I gotta said straight out. I'm yeah, walking. Yeah, you the called hill. it right from the beginning. I was like, I was walking like, hill. That's cool. Let's let's save our energy. But I, but I wasn't too sure. Kind of were you know if 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 you were even thinking like that. Yeah. Like I, what were your thoughts? Because going into this, thinking about hills, like were you even yeah. thinking about like what were you what know were like? Your I had been down to Island Lake a few times. Um, I'd run it. I've, I've run it once. Like just one loop with Victor a while back and I uh, gone for a bike ride there. So I didn't even really like in my head, I wasn't even thinking about inclines or hills because I thought it was relatively flat. But there were some inclines there, especially when we changed directions. Um, so, I mean, for me, myself, generally, if you hadn't said anything, I probably would have just kept like my pace and going up the inclines, right? Because that's what I generally do. Like if I like I enjoy going up the hills and I usually push a little bit harder going up the hills. Um, but yeah, when you said, no, we're walking this, I said, that's smart. Like we had to do this smart. There was no like bravado out there. Or, like we have something to prove other than just get to the end, right? And not knowing what was going to happen when we got into the later kilometers. It was like, we need to be smart with this now. Yes, we feel great. And we could probably run a lot faster, but that's going to hurt us in the end. And, you know, three years ago when I ran that marathon, um, I was untrained for that too. I have a habit of doing that. Um, <laughs> But the, the road I took, it was on one of the back roads and there were a lot of hills there. And I ran that, like I started running like I would normally run, right? Like I had a, had a good pace, feeling good, and then eventually slowed down. But I broke down really um, early in that, earlier than I thought it would. Like when I got to the halfway point um, and I turned around and a few minutes after that, like I started, it was downhill fast and I struggled for a while. Um, so I just blew up. So I kind of had been through that kind of suffering and there was an unknown with this distance, was I going to do that again? So, you know, that was in my mind too, to make sure that we kept the pace at a reasonable rate for ourselves. And I think 
overall, like after each loop came or after the feedback came from, from my watch, our pace was fairly consistent through the whole thing, you know, which was nice. What I thought was interesting was I didn't even, I think I looked at my watch one or two times. Like I didn't really, I mean, yet you had, you had your watch on and it would kind of say things out loud and stuff like that. And yeah. you were able to hear it, which was great. Um, but I really wasn't even kind of paying attention. I was literally, I, I myself was literally running on how I felt, mm-hmm. right? Can I, can I run this loop nice and slow, but can I continue to run that the whole entire time? Yeah. That was my biggest concern. And as we, as we started and we ran our first, as we started and we were running and yeah, okay, granted, we probably were a little bit faster maybe, I don't even know, but I felt comfortable i felt good we we talked mm-hmm. dude we talked forever oh i know yeah like and i thought and as i was we were running i thought hey you know what this is like really cool because we can we can talk we can have this conversation it works out really well for us and i thought in my head that we could continue the whole entire time that we were out there at that pace mm-hmm. but the thing was i didn't even know what that pace was yeah I mean, we had the average that it, your watch was saying, but I wasn't even looking at my watch. You asked me a couple of, I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and every time, every time the watch spoke, it was always around the same same part. We even uh, had a few negative splits in there. Like, oh, we're getting faster, but he's off a bit, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, like you said, it was just kind of going comfortable and having that conversational pace. And it turns out it, it was fairly consistent through the whole thing, right? Yeah. I think, I think running, like when we started, okay, Granted, it wasn't so so dark. I mean, by the time we actually started running, in the time it was like maybe three quarters of the of the first lap, and we didn't need our headlamp. Yeah, after that, it was was like okay, it's in the pocket, and it stayed in the pocket the whole whole rest of the time. But when we ran that first loop, I felt really, I felt really good, like powerful, strong. It was a, it was great, and like I said, we talked the whole time. Yeah, and we we each took a good chunk of talking time on that whole way and I was like you know what this is this is gonna be a good day and the snow hadn't started so we were like it was just rocks roots and And leaves and leaves like it was really easy the second loop I honestly felt really good again like there was really no nothing really freaky about it it was like we're running the same way again you know what were we running we were running counter uh, yeah we were running counterclockwise the first two loops. the first two loops we ran counterclockwise yeah. and that's what i normally that's what i or yeah that's what i i, I never ran that before okay. running that way but it felt really good and i yeah. liked it the wind was good it was, it was it was very i don't know it was it seemed like it was a good day to go out and run minus five yeah temperature was good whatever that is in fahrenheit sorry everybody mm. But, uh, but yeah, do the math. <laughs> yeah, 32 is zero Celsius, so it was less than 32. I <laughs> mm. Maybe it was 28, I don't know. Yes. Could be. But I felt comfortable on those two laps. Not a problem. And I think our average pace on all of that was, I think, about 7, 7.30, yeah, 7.40, 7, maybe it's somewhere in the 7.40. We had like 7, I think in the first early ones, it was like 7.26, 7.27. Then we, then we hovered on 7.30 for quite a while. Yeah. yeah. So... Those first two loops, I felt really cool. Like 20K in, I'm like, this is good, right? Yeah. You, what about you? Like, where were you? Yeah, at? I think the, the, first, the first and second loops were identical to each other in terms of how I was feeling 
and, and the pace and stuff, I didn't feel any uh, pains or anything start to approach. I felt fine, felt strong, felt like, all right, we're, we're doing well here. And then, so we pretty much took, did we take a break after the first loop? I think we did, right? Well, we, we got back to the car after yeah, the first so loop and we got, we got a bottle. Station. Yeah, yeah, we refilled our water, everyone, yeah. and then I know I was always getting a little snack or something to boost yeah. to boost my energy or whatever, and, and, and it helped. Now, did we have, in the first, I don't think we had any any um, any uh, potatoes on the first one. I think it was the, after the second one. Was, I, you know what? I don't think it? you touched your potatoes on the third loop. Was it the third? Yeah. Because I went, I went right to my stuff after the first. Like, mm. I filled up my water. I had some trail mix. I'm like, okay, I'm good to go. Like, I made sure to do that every loop. You were you you hung on, I think, till the third before you even touched that. You were just drinking your fluids. You know what I think? Yeah, you're right. Because I've been so used to run. See, I'm a, I'm a fasted runner. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, I my last meal was 6 o'clock the night before. Yeah. So, when we got up and we started running, it was like six and a half hours later. Yeah. We, I, I still hadn't eaten anything, right? Or yeah, it'd been six. Yeah, it'd been that, been that long. Yeah, and I hadn't eaten anything, and so as we're running and we're running and we're running, I'm not burning any any sugars. I'm not burning any of the carbs. Like, yeah. I didn't burn any of exactly. that. It was it was good. It was very easy. Yeah. So for me, running at this pace, I knew it was good. If I'm still running after two hours or whatever it was, and I haven't eaten anything, and I'm still good. Okay, it, it went to show that for me, I was running in that in that right zone Absolutely. that I was used to running, yeah. right? Yeah, and for myself, because I've been I've been doing intermittent fasting for a little bit now, and so when we started our run, I think I was at I don't remember where I was, maybe sixteen hours of fasting. So I know when I broke my fast, I had been just over nineteen hours, I think, since my last intake, right? So then, like I was feeling fine, but I knew that if I did, you know, if I went that first loop and didn't take anything in. I might start to wear down by the second loop. And I, I wanted to keep my energy levels up, right? So I'm like, I'm just going to get ahead of this and not play catch up. It's That's right. Like, it's right? always best to, to, to always be thinking. Yeah. And ahead. looking back, I think that strategy helped myself because I felt like after every quick aid stop that we had, I felt very fresh again once we hit the trail again, once mm -hmm. we left the aid station. So I think a big part of our success was that we planned this to set ourselves up for the best chances of success, right? Mm -hmm. So doing the loop, having, you know, our aid station every 10 kilometers, because we're coming by there, um, was, was very important in our success. And also just knowing our pace, right? Keeping our pace steady, that was our deal, right? We said, okay, we have our aid station and we're just gonna keep it nice and conversational and just get to the end. And, and we stuck to that plan and it worked really well, like better than I thought it was going to work. Yeah, it was funny because when, when I pulled out the, uh, the, the potatoes, you were like, yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll oh, right yeah. away. It's like, that. that's awesome. Yeah. But then you had and the... They were great. They, they, were, they, they were the best food we had there, I think. Like, they made... <laughs> I know, I like the, I like, but I like the Doritos. That, or what they... No, I it, don't was, know. it was just Tostitos. It was just tortitos. like plain, plain, plain with Tostitos salted. with salt. Yeah. And that was... and But that was awesome because I was like, potatoes and with that, it was like crunchy. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I don't know if it was a crunch, but it felt good. The problem I had was every time we filled up our water bottles, and we would stop running, obviously... We start to get cold. Yes, yes. My hand was... on that water bottle, even though I had a glove on, my gloves were wet, obviously. Yeah. Soaked through. I brought multiple gloves. Um, but my hand for two for two kilometers, it was I was still cold, right? You yeah. you experienced yeah, the same. Yeah, I had that too, and um, we would stop, and then we start running again, and we would be cold, and it was the hands were the worst of it, I think. And once you got going again, your hands would warm up. But I did a I did a glove change, I think, after the second lap. 
and I put on a little bit of a uh, heavier set of gloves and they did good. But yeah, I was like, fill up the water with this cold water. Now that one hand you're holding is taking a really long time to get warm. It got to the point where like it was painful. Yeah. Right. Um, so that was, that was a challenge. Um, and, and the <laughs> deeper on we got into the run, like, you know, we'd finish a, the early loops. I think my, I would tell myself my hands are going to warm up. It's no deal, no big deal. And then, you know, we're getting near the end and I'm like, I don't know if my hands are going to warm up now. So it was, it was like the mental game, right? And yes, they did warm up again, but there was a lot of doubt there at that point because the suffering was getting harder. Right. And we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. One other thing I wanted to touch on too was, so when we started out for myself, like I started off on one pair of shoes and I think after the third loop, I switched shoes. Right. Yeah, you so, did. so I started off in my new balance, um, MT minimus shoes. Right. So there's like no padding on those things, but they have, they have lugs, they're trail shoes. And they, they performed fantastically. Even when the snow started coming down, there was no real slipping or anything. But the problem I had with those, because of the lack of padding, especially when we were running on the bridge, the snow started to accumulate. And it would, it would you know, we'd be walking on the snow, it would um, pat down under our feet. So I started getting the sensation that like my socks were bunching up under my feet, right? So there's that, that nerve issue going on with my feet and it was getting a bit painful. So I had mentioned it to you. I'm like, I'm going to need to switch my shoes. I could probably do another lap, but I don't... Again, I don't want to get to that point where I'm playing catch up with my body. So I'm like, once we get to the end of this loop, I'm going to switch my shoes, which I did. And it was a good thing because my feet were getting cold too. Because at that point, we're running in, in deeper snow. It was almost, it was, you know, our toe, my toes were soaked. Like, mm -hmm. um, So I ended up, instead of, because I was so cold, I didn't take off my wet socks. I just put another thick pair on because I was switching to my ultras, the ones. And uh, there's enough room to wear two pairs of socks and those things. And it was a, it was a good, another good strategic move for myself because once we started going in, I was like, I feel like I'm running on a cloud. Like it really minimized that pain in my feet and that sensation and it gave me new life to carry on, right? Wait, wait what slap was that? The third one? It was the third loop. Yeah. yeah so the begin, so the end of the second and then, so it was about the 30 kilometer mark. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I switched shoes. And um, oh, the only downside was those ultra ones. They're they're garbage in the snow. Yeah. Like for everything off, they're they're not meant for the snow. No, no, no. They're and I knew that, so I had to go easier on the on the down slopes because yeah. there's some slippage going on, right? Mm -hmm. So I had a few slips, but I didn't fall. So I well, yeah. I mean, I I stayed with my I stayed with the one one pair. I didn't even have my like winter socks on. Like I mean, you know, our our winter jacket and, and yeah. the tights and and whatever. But I was still just running in my what was it Beluga Belaga socks? I can't remember the name. Anyways. Yeah. They're socks. They're running socks. Um, but I just ran in my Ultra Torrens, right? The same ones that I've been running on the road on. Yeah. I just wore the same ones. I was going to run in my superiors, but I don't know. The thought of taking my feet out of the shoes when I didn't have a problem. Yeah. I mean, they were wet. I didn't even know how wet they were until I was fully done. Yeah. But they felt warm. They felt fresh. I'm like, I'm not going to change anything. Nothing's, I'm not having any blister issues. I'm not having any problems. Yeah. I'm going to stay where I am. That's like a smart call. Where I'm at, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, we got through our three loops. Yeah. And that was awesome, right? I felt still felt strong yeah. after getting done with the third loop. Yeah, But nope. that's, we were running after that. And like, you know, every once in a while, like, you're getting quiet, right? Like, where you at? So we would do, like, yeah. like okay. self-diagnostic, right? Like, <laughs> From feet to head, what we're feeling and stuff, right? So that happened on that last loop with my new balance. Like, my feet aren't good, so i got to go back. And then I was like, okay, so what's going on? I was like, oh, left knee's a little bit stiff now, and I'm starting to feel it kind of in my hip flexors. And for myself, um, you know, my, my traps were kind of sore, whether it was my posture or whatever. 
Um, so we were kind of both doing those self-diagnostic reporting back to each other where we're at. And, um, you know, one of the other challenges I think we had kind of going off on the side here a little bit was like I had, I had a hoodie and like I had a toque, I had my running toque, I had my hoodie and I kept my hood up the whole time, which I didn't think I would. Yeah. I thought eventually I'd get hot and I'd take it off, but that didn't happen. I actually put on another layer on my head. I had like this, um, neck scarf, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I kind of put that on top and that helped kind of protect my cheeks and my lower face, which turned out really helpful because that wind picked up. And when we were running across the bridges in the open water, you could see the snow and it was snowing sideways. And it, there was this really neat effect because the snow was hitting the railing of the bridge and it was kind of Going arcing up, up yeah. and not through the railing. And it was almost like we were running under this arc of snow. And I looked over at you though, and your face is just eating the snow. And you, I'm like, Dave, your whole left side of your face is ice. Like you had ice hanging off, <laughs> off your beard. And then eventually I looked over at you again a little later and your eyebrows were ice. Like everything was ice. And we had, you know, near the end you were kind of blocking the wind with your hand. Yeah. So that was, for me, I felt for you because I thought, oh man. Yeah. I mean, I honestly didn't. Cold. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think we were going to even have that type of, of wind. But and I you never complained <laughs> about that. Like. <laughs> like whatever it is what it is it is what it is i mean that's, that's the thing i mean i could have i could have started to go playing the pity party because i mean there was a couple of moments i mean you know i i could have brought my my the neck thing to cover to cover that up and but i i mean i've run in minus 35 before and, yeah. and i've run into the, where my eyes froze closed almost like yeah. you blink and you can't you open them blink and you can't all of a sudden it's you're done right I mean, the, our, the whole arcing of that snow, that was, that was crazy. It was beautiful to see. Like, I mean, it was. image burned in my head. Now. But we didn't, I mean, it only started to snow on our third loop, right? Yeah. And that's when it started to snow. So I mean, it, wasn't a, it wasn't a big, big deal. It was a little bit of flurries. But the wind started to pick up. And yeah, I had to kind of start blocking my, my face as I was running just to kind of... Yeah. But the snow started to accumulate. But you're right. We, we did these diagnostic checks, right? And I remember at like kilometer 34, I kind of turned to you and I said... I really don't like these 30, the 30s in, in, in a race like yes. when you're going into this because you're, you're past the half marathon mark, but you're not at a marathon and you're not at an ultra marathon. You're in this no man's land. Yeah. Of, like you can't even sign up for a 30 kilometer race. Well, well, you can, which would be the, the around the bay. Sure, sure. But I mean, that's really the only one that ends at 30 and we're at... So we're in no man's land in yeah, terms we were, of we distance. Said, we said we're running in the void right now. <laughs> it, it was. We're in the void, yeah. Yeah, and I found that started to play a little bit. Because my, my hip flexors started to get a little sore. Like, yeah. I, I started to feel it a little bit. My Achilles hadn't hadn't started to turn yet. But but my hip flexors, I kind of felt it. I yeah. was like... We started, I think, feeling it around the same time, too. Yeah. And I had I told you before the hip flexors became an issue... I said, like my, you know, going into this, I had two major concerns and the hip flexor was, was the one because I had the right side that was kind of, you know, on and off with, with aggravation over. Okay. So yeah, going back to the two concerns I had leading up to the race was my right, my right hip flexor, because like I said, it had been um, aggravating me on and off for the past few months. It had been okay. And then I was worried because leading up to this race when I was on vacation, I did that half marathon in my bare feet on the beach, which I didn't intend to do when I started off. But anyways, I had some uh, foot pain from that right on my right side of my foot. So that was sore, but it um, had um, had tapered off. It wasn't really bothering me that much anymore, but I thought maybe it's going to come back to bother me. Right. So those are my two kind of weak links leading into this race. 
So that was kind of my concern. But like I said, we started to kind of feel that hip flexor pain around the same time. Around the same time. And we also started. It, it got quiet a couple of a couple of times, and I would turn around and I would say, "Sean, what's going on? Yeah, you good? You good?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm good. Just just the 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 hip flexor. I'm just." What happens is, is you get quiet. This is the way I think. You get quiet, and you now start thinking about the things that you really shouldn't be thinking. Yeah. Because when you're in your head, you're not in. You're not present, right? You're yeah. you're you're thinking too much about the future of like, oh, okay, when we do this, oh, the pain's gonna hurt. You gotta get let just let the pain go out your ears, right? Just yeah, yeah. Dusty Olston always said that, um, and just focus on what needs to be done. Yeah. And so. I think at that point, after we, I, I said that, right? I think that's when you said about this, the, the, the march. What was that? Oh, yeah. So the parachute? We kind of got to that. I call it our delirium stage. <laughs> <laughs> so I, suddenly this thing came into my head where I had heard a long time ago. It was, a, it was an American Airborne Rangers um, thing that they would uh, sing kind of like to cadence their runs. So we started doing that back and forth. And then we started making up our own rhymes that didn't really rhyme. And it was, it was killing time. But it was, for me, Dave, like, that was the part where we were starting to get into the, the pain. But that was my favorite part. That, yeah. was, that was fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think back of that, like, I'd, I'd jump into that moment if I could right now and just transport there. Because it, it was fun, man. We were just being goofs, right? Mm-hmm. And like screaming it. and singing at the top of our lungs. And people walking their dogs are kind of looking at us like, <laughs> we're like, hi, how's it going? Well, that, well, that's the other thing, right? I mean, we, we kept seeing people multiple times. Yeah. And we're like, wait, do we see them like, a second time yeah, like, now? Did we see that lady last time? Like, I don't even remember anymore. But, yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then, you know, but we would, you know, Sean would start off, you know, with this, this chant, this rhyme, whatever. And then I would repeat it. And then he would say the next. And we went back and forth. And it was great because it took us from all of a sudden feeling a little sorry for ourselves with our pain. Yeah. And then it took us out of that into the moment. And it was, it was awesome. All of a sudden it was like, Oh, I feel good. I'm yeah. just, just, we're going to do this. It was instead. a great, great distraction. Right. And it helped get you through that. Yeah. And so we're still walking up the uphills and I, you know, I think we, we were, I was also in the process of messaging Dennis because yes. trying to find out where Dennis was. Cause our, my friend Dennis was going to be meeting up with us. So I was kind of messaging with him while running and trying to like focus on, on, on the phone. And the, it was just, kind of, it was anyways, we eventually found him. Yeah. At kilometer 40. But that was some little rough moments yeah. leading up to seeing Dennis, I yeah. think. Because all of a sudden I had to think, we have to meet, like, we got to meet Dennis now. Yeah. And I think when I started to think about all of a sudden being responsible to be able to meet up with somebody who was going to support us and be there for us, all of a sudden I was in my head I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? Right. Yeah. We found him. And and it was and it was great and 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 I think when we hit that marker, um, it was a thirty I think thirty eight thirty nine kilometers we, we bumped into him. Yeah, because we found him just after we uh, we met Leah and Olivia on the bridge. My wife and daughter had come down and she said, "You're going to be on the bridge." I said, "Yeah." So we saw them, and for me that was very uplifting. Like that really lifted my spirits up because like that was kind of getting into the suffering era, right? So yeah. that helped. And then you know we said bye and. 
I know that, you know, when we're, we're running away from them, I was feeling kind of sad. Cause like, no, now they go and they're going off of their little walk. They ended up walking two kilometers that day too. Yeah. Your family, you were running away yeah. from your family now. So like, I ended up drawing, I knew they were going to come back the way we came. So I drew a little heart and the message in the snow for them. I said, Dave, just go on. I've got to do something here. I'll yeah. catch up to you. So, so that was good. Right. And I had, I had like the high spirits to be able to ca- to be able to catch up to you. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause I mean, I try, I'm like, okay, I got to go slow now. Cause yeah, I yeah. got, I, you know, but I couldn't, I, I didn't want to stop because I knew I was going to get cold. Yeah. I, I didn't want you to stop. So I'm like, I'll just, whatever, right? I was feeling good. So mm-hmm. that helped. And then shortly after that, we got, I think it was right near the end of the bridge, we saw Dennis. Yeah, that's right. We're, okay. So, so for those of you, because everyone that's listening to this is from different parts of the world. Um, what I found challenging was when we would run on the trail, it was lovely. It was amazing. But there was one section that would run close to what's known as Highway 10. And I would be like, oh, this is so like frustrating. It's so, I just don't like this, but it's a stressful part of the run because you're hearing all the traffic, you're hearing everyone's going about their daily life. And like, I just. You're removed from the, the beauty of the nature. Yeah. The rest of the trail. It just, yeah. My exact, like it just started to creep up and I didn't, I didn't like that. I could feel it in my shoulders. I could mm-hmm. feel it in my, in my pay. I just felt it everywhere. I didn't like that section. And I remember you saying to me, have we run by this section before? Because <laughs> yeah. we shifted our our direction and we, we ended running clockwise after the first two. Yeah. So for our third and fourth loop, we were running clockwise. And at that point there, Sean was like, I don't know if we even came down this way before. It's like, yeah, no, no, we did. But yeah, we, we met up with Dennis at that section because he was, he was running away from us. He was running the same direction we were running, but yeah. then he realized like, I'm not getting any fat closer to these guys and that they, they're not going to catch me. So he stopped and then and waited for us, which was amazing. It was nice to, nice to have him do that. Yeah, it was good. And he ended up running his longest run to date as well, right? Yeah, I mean, he just started running and, and he actually ran 12 kilometers yeah. that day and he'd never run anything so longer than... big accomplishment for him too, which is cool. Yeah, I think eight kilometers may have been his max or... Anyways, yeah. and it was, that was awesome that he did that. Yeah. Like he really kind of pushed through his own demons to get through that. Absolutely. So we met him and then, so we started running. Um, and then again, still walking on the uphills. However, once we hit, because uh, I remember you kept saying, okay, let us know when we're at the, 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 the marathon distance. Yeah. And I remember I'm like, okay, we're there. And it's like, high five. Okay. Yeah. We made it. And then when we got to 43 kilometers, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Like I'm now... Unknown territory, right? Exactly. I feel it. My hip flexors are feeling it. My Achilles started to feel it. Yeah. And then once my Achilles started feeling it, then I was like, then I it started to get, I get a little quiet. And then, because I know that you and Dennis were talking a little bit. Yeah. And I was, I was a little bit in my own little pain cave moment, feeling a little bit of self-doubt. Uh, but I just needed to kind of push through it and I didn't know how I was going to do it. Yeah. But and then I think... I said something, Sean, start the chant again. Yeah, yeah, you right? did. And we started chanting again. And then I think we channeled our, our inner David Goggins. <laughs> we started getting a little bit foul mouth. Come on, you MF, stay hard, <laughs> keep going, right? So we're kind of like motivating ourselves, right? And, yeah. And, and it was great. Like, and, and I'll say this, Dave, like near the end, I'd say the last three kilometers for me, if you weren't there, I might have stopped. Like it was, I was feeling really? that bad. Like my hip flexors, I felt like I couldn't even pick my knees up anymore. Like it really? was so tough. And, you know, I, I had fallen behind with Dennis a little bit going kind of at his pace and you were up 
maybe about 50 feet or so. And then, it, you know, I'd be like, come on, Sean, get up here. You start doing a countdown and I'd, I'd come up to you. And, and it's fun near the end. Like, I, I love that. And that kept me going and your motivation. You're like, come on, let's go. You got this. And, and it helped. And it was, it was weird for me because it was such a change of roles. Because I'm used to being the one kind of motivating my friends and my people. Like, come on, keep doing, push hard, push hard. But yeah. now all of a sudden, I need somebody to do that for me. And it's been a long time, so I needed that. So it was great. And it was like, you know, I was like, yes, this is... Dave's helping me. Like, I got to do this. I got to go and, and do what he says. If he says, come here, like I need to go and, and take this motivation and it helps. So thank you for that. Cause that got me to the end. And, um, what was my train of thought here? So, yeah, so we started doing that. And, uh, like I said, it, it really helped. Um, because the pain at that point, like in my hip flexors was tough. Like it was, it was hard. And I was thinking, okay, like we just got to get through this. Right. I think it, I think a kilometer. Yeah. I think a kilometer 44 and I think 45, I think that's when it really started to, that's when you went through that moment. Yeah. Because I remember we were running, still running away from our end because we had to do a little bit of a, an out and back yeah. to get the 50, right? And I remember you saying, okay, well, when do we turn around? When do we turn around? When's, when's our turnaround point? And I'm like, I don't quite know when our turnaround point <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, okay, I think that's how long it's going to be. I mean, we could have run a little further away more, but I knew for... Um, I knew just for your mind, we needed to start running back. Yeah. Right. Because and that's what it was. Cause we were so close to the end that for me, like the mental game, I was like, fuck this. Yeah. I want to be done. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm done. I'm done. Like, come on, let's just keep going. Like we're so close to the end. I just want to get it over with now. At that yeah. Point. And if, and if I kept saying, okay, we got to keep going further or further away, I knew it would have been harder and harder as a, so as soon as we turned around, I knew it would kind of lift everyone's spirits. Like, hey, we're on the home stretch. We're going back. But of course, we were, but we hadn't run further enough away. So when we came back, we actually had to run past yeah. the parking lot. And not only that, but then when we started to turn around to come back again, then we had to run through the parking lot yeah. up to the... Like, it was it was this little mismatch of, like, we wanted the end to be done yeah. there, but the distance wasn't quite there yeah. yet. Yeah. And we were... We had all suffered. I mean, you would help me with the chance and, and the and to, to motivate me to get me going. And likewise, like usually I'm like the motivator and like I yeah. needed those moments for when you stepped in. So thank you for those moments because that made a it made a big difference. It got me out of my head, it got me out of the pity party. Yeah. And so I knew I knew I was gonna complete it. Like I, I, I knew that. There was there was no doubt because we were there was three of us there now. Yeah. Right? And and Dennis, he was like right there with us, and I didn't want to let him down. Because he had drove the distance to he come took a see half us. Day off work to come to yeah, us. exactly, and yeah. that that meant a lot, right? So if, if if a friend of that does that, it's like, oh, I, I, I got to do this. We got to do this, you know. And even if we got to walk it in, we'll make it happen. But I knew that we wouldn't do that. Yeah. And so we pull up into the into the parking lot, and, and Leah, your wife is there, and Livia's there, and it's like so exciting. And when we have to run past them. Like you couldn't even run into their arms. I know. We had to like run past, and you're like, oh. and it's like we're almost there. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah. And then even when we got back into the parking lot, we had to do one more loop of the parking lot yeah. to even finish and it. That that was funny because at that point, like I ran right by Olivia, like give Daddy a high five, and she's kicking snow at me. I'm like, or kick snow at me. <laughs> I knew we were almost done, so I was like, oh, whatever. I got a great big hug afterwards, so that was that was awesome. It took all the pain away. It it was it was quite amazing. Like you know, 
to have that to, to have that finished to I mean I think I, I, when I looked at the video I saw Dennis said okay I'm done now like you guys can just do the like last loops yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah I'm just gonna come see you yeah uh, he let us have our moment <laughs> yeah and, and, and we did it and we completed it and it's something that I'm gonna always cherish man like yeah. this was this was great and uh, I felt I felt amazing but when we stopped I also started to feel cold yes like, yeah. I mean, it was still minus five. The wind was still there. It was still snowing. Yeah, that was all still happening. And I'm like, I'm just like, I just, I just didn't know, like, what to do to be grown. I mean, yeah. It's just like, wow, we we did this. I know it was right? it was it was a surreal moment, right? And then I got out of there pretty quickly because I was like, I can get home and and pick up my son from school, which was great. Mm -hmm. So I came home and I had a hot shower, but. Like my uh, thermal regulation was all messed up because I was in the hot shower. I was cold, even having a hot shower, and I was like, okay, whatever. So I got dressed and I ended up walking, you know, walking to the school to pick him up and stuff. And I was like, hey, my legs are sore, but I can do this, whatever. And it was good. Um, and you even like you you had work to do in the evening, but you. Yeah. So okay. I so I was so okay. So when I finished, and I had to drive Dennis back to his car because his was in a different parking lot. So we got in the car, and I'm like, Dennis, why don't we just go to Tim, like, let's go to Tim Hortons and grab a coffee and just kind of warm up and just kind of, I just think, I literally just need to like, decompress. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, no problem. <laughs> Getting out of the car to walk. <laughs> I, I was like as stiff as a board, man. Yeah. Like my feet were sopping wet. I was freezing cold. I'm literally gathering all of my clothes to kind of take in so I could just change my shirt and jacket at least. Yeah. And just... All right, so I can get a coffee and just hold it and warm my hands. Like, it, I was cold. Yeah. I didn't change my socks, didn't change my shoes, and I'm sitting there, and we're just kind of talking about, you know, what we, what you and I had just done and what he had done. And then I get this message, and uh, it's an offer like that's coming in on a property that I had listed. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I got to go now. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to go home, I had to have a shower, um, everything else, and, and, and get out and go to my client's place and present the offer because, yeah. you know, it's important to do. <laughs> it's yeah. my job. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I was only home just for a shower. And it's funny because I didn't eat anything. I still, I still hadn't eaten anything. Oh, my goodness. I think I had like a handful of almonds. I hadn't eaten anything. Like, that's all I ate. Yeah. Potatoes, some of the chips, almonds, and some um, uh, dates. Oh my goodness. That's what I ate. And then off I went to my client's house. So I didn't get home until like close to, I think it was like 9.30 when I got home. Oh, really, eh? And then when I got home, I, oh, my client, they fed me. Nice. <laughs> they fed me. They're like, David, because <laughs> like, I was meeting them at dinner time. They're like, well, we got some food, so they had some pasta and whatever. Yeah. So they uh, they just gave me some pasta and, and it was it tasted so flipping good. Yeah. But but that was it. That's all I ate. Like I and then when I got home, I was like, okay, well. But the problem was, is I had coffee. I was awake. I was awake. Yeah. So I was still the stimulant. I didn't go to sleep until I think it was like, one o'clock. Oh man. So I mean, you run on five hours of sleep, and then you're up till like you know one o'clock, and yeah. then you, like it was yeah. just one of those things. It but, was. It was. Uh, it was funny for me. The next morning, like I had to work the next morning, but you know I don't start my shift till twelve thirty in the afternoon, so. So have a nice relaxing morning, whatever. So I come downstairs, we're getting my son ready for school. And um, we had to take our car in for uh, some warranty work. 
So he asks, uh, when's the car have to go in? And it's like 7.30. I'm like, I'm like, that's today. He's like, what time? Like 8 o'clock in the morning. So I have to go down to Orangeville. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, I got to keep going again, right? So I ended up doing that. And by the time I got a shuttle ride back here, I, it had been like over an hour and a half. So I ate up a chunk of my morning that I was supposed to just kind of have at home and, and just chill out. But then I was, you know, off to work again and just off to the races, right? So this is my first day off since that since we did the run to kind of just decompress. Right, decompress. And it's great to be able to kind of like debrief everything that we went through on that time. Cause you know, I've been. Well, you know, you know, what's, you know, what's interesting is I look at this and I go, we didn't even look at what our time was like, really? I mean, yeah. Okay. How important was our, our time? It wasn't important at all. It yeah. was just like, you know what? We did it. We completed it. So, for all of you who want to know how we did, um, we actually completed our 50 kilometers in six and a half hours. I think our average pace was 748. Um, yeah, 748. Yep. And, my, and my average heart rate was a 148 beats a minute, which is only 10 beats more than what I was doing my training with, which was kind of cool, actually, to kind of do the numbers to kind of see where you you know when you where you're at yeah right yeah exactly i'm just trying to pull up my my uh stats here or whatever on that run too because i had so yeah uh i have, have average heart rate 137 what was your at mine was one mine was 148 so yeah so i was 137 uh, and, and just so every, i burned third almost 3400 calories on that run. okay well i, I burned 57 <laughs> well you're bigger right? i'm a little so bit bigger if you're right? bigger you're gonna burn more and i guess the other thing everyone needs to understand is uh, Sean was using an Apple what version of Apple Watch? So this is Series Four Watch. Series Four Watch. Yeah, with the Nike Run Club app. Okay, and I was running the Kuros uh, Apex yeah. uh, version, uh, and they're both wrist sensors for so your 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 heart rate will be more accurate if you wear a chest strap. Yes. Um, but that's what that's what we had. So those are our numbers. Those were our watches. Yeah. And just so you know, after we finished, my watch had only used fifteen percent. Yeah, that's amazing. I still haven't charged my watch, and it's at sixty-two yeah, percent. That's amazing. My watch, I was at twenty-four percent left, right? So okay. you said you like you charge yours every two weeks, right? I can go two days with this one, and then um, I charge it up. But so that's just some kind of technology, yeah. of, what, of what we were what we were using yeah. while we were. And out we had there. Um, there was a, there was a discrepancy in the distances, but it was like six hundred meters, and it stayed consistent through the whole run. Yeah. So, we ended up choosing your watch to go by because we didn't want to shortchange ourselves. And if we run a little bit extra, we want to run a little extra. Exactly. But we wait till yours said 50 kilometers. So like my final distance on my watch, like 50.8 or something like that. Yep. So whatever, um, that was fine. Um, but yeah, like... So, I guess, so I, guess, I guess if we look at this, we completed something that we had never done before. Yeah. We feel really good, right? I was, my quads were a little sore, right? Yeah. Not gonna lie, my Achilles was sore. Um, and that's kind of where things were at, at the, but then as you know, the next day came, I had a tendon in the bottom of my left foot at the very kind of back, just before the heel. Um, and it's, it's, it's better now. I've been out for two walks since, um, no running, just walking, um, feel really good. I'm not going to push it. That's the last thing I want to do. And, um, other than my legs, like I've, I've done some foam rolling I've done some yoga. I did yoga last night. That's kind of how my recovery is going. And I really, in terms of, of eating, 
because that's going to be one of the questions that we'll dive into. I'll save that for later. But sure. that's just kind of the recovery. Like my legs feel really good now. Um, my foot's, you know, recover. I'm probably going to say my foot's like 70% better. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm, I'm great. Otherwise, mentally, I'm really good. And I'm really excited for the future of things that we're going to talk about. But yeah, so I'm feeling really good. Yeah. Sean, what about you? Um, yeah, same. Physically, I feel completely recovered now. Um, the day after, you had, you had the issues with your Achilles during the run. Um, the day after coming down the stairs, like my legs, my quads were quite stiff. But I noticed I had a, some pain in my right Achilles. I thought, oh, okay, that wasn't there yesterday. So that was, that was a surprise. I said my, my, my traps up in my upper back were, were quite sore the next day. Um, the second day, my legs felt a lot better. I noticed that, you know, on the first day, like I woke up, like, you know, I took some Tylenol and Advil to help me get through the day, kind of take the edge off. And, uh, but I noticed just moving around. I didn't really do much light stretching, but just moving, like walking helped. It helped kind of get rid of the stiffness and stuff, right? So I found that if I was at work, if I was sitting uh, for, you know, any period of time, it would that stiffness would come back. So I'd make sure to kind of get up and just keep moving throughout the day and not, not be stagnant for too long. So yeah, today, like I said, physically, I feel fine again. Um, the only thing is just there's, you know, just fatigue just from, from being at work and, and not having a, had a chance to just actually stop for a bit. Yeah. You know? I, I, so that's what today is for me anyway. I agree. One of the other things, like, so you had, you had asked me before, like certain products and stuff I use. Yeah. So, Right now I'm showing Sean, you know, I got some deep blue rub that I use uh, from doTERRA. So that's one. The other thing, smell that. it smells amazing. Um, the other thing that I have gone ahead and used. Oh, it does smell nice. Yeah. It's not too strong. Is, uh, is lemongrass. I've, uh, lemongrass is a little bit of a stronger essential oil, but I use that for tendons and my Achilles. Does it smell too? It's very, it's very, yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. strong. Um, okay. Very lemony. Yeah. And then um, also with doTERRA, they also have a deep blue oil itself. Um, it's the same as the cream, but it, it, it targets a certain yeah. area. A little bit like, it's almost like a menthol kind of smell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I kinda, I've, so I've been using those. So that's been helping as well. So Goodness. it's been, yeah, it's been really helpful. That's where I stand. I feel, feel great. Now, there are some questions that people have, have sure. wanted to know. So I thought that, you know, give us the opportunity to just talk about Let's go through these. them, absolutely. Um, so I guess the first question was why run 50 kilometers to be a badass because <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're idiots. <laughs> yeah, actually, we, we got a comment on our Instagram page actually that they said, you know, you, you, you ran your first 50 K in that blizzard. That's badass. I was like, yeah. You know what? You're right. It is. I'm yeah. going to take that. I'm going to own that one. Yeah. I, like I mean, it, how much snow <laughs> do we end up with? Like 10 centimeters of snow? That's something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. like near the end, it really got. More and more, right? Yeah. Like the accumulation picked up quite a bit. So there was a there was a good amount of snow there. We had to definitely brush the cars off. I think actually on our Instagram you can see the amount of snow that we ended up on the car. You wrote fifty K on the back windshield of the car. Yeah. So so there, I mean there was snow. But honestly, the fifty K for myself is a goal I had tried to accomplish a few years ago and I fell short and it's something I just wanted to do. I wanted to be able to see what it was like to to do an ultra marathon because before I got into running I never knew what an ultra marathon was, right? So I thought one day I'd like to be able to do that. So for me, like 50K seems to be the first stepping stone in that ultra realm, right? Like you have your marathon. And again, it's almost like technically anything above a marathon, you some people consider it an ultra. But for myself, it's like 50 is the mark. Right? That's the beginning. Though. Yeah. Between 42.2 and 50 is another void, I guess, if you will, right? And yeah. it's like, all right, a 46K ultra. It's like, no. <laughs> it's like, you know, for me... Right. I, I, so. And I think people say that just because it's a round number. Yeah, right? it's, Cause, exactly. Cause it's 50, a nice round number. Yeah, because 50K is what? 30, mile, 30 miles point 
Something like that, yeah. Zero, seven or something, whatever, yeah. right? What about yourself? Like 50 for you? 50 for me? I mean, I've done the marathon distance, which is fine, but I read Born to Run. Yeah. Right? And, you know, you look at all That's these... That's a must-read. Right? Way. Born to Run is an amazing book, um, and that kind of inspired me to, to really run itself, but also look at those distances. And I've been following ultramarathon... Uh, races online for the last number of years, Western States, Hard Rock, UTMB, uh, Run Robert Run, like all these things, right? Um, and I've looked at my friends um, in Orangeville, and there's a number of them that have gone out and run those ultra marathon distances. They've done 100 miles, right? Victoria just finished hers, right? Wade did his earlier on, and um, you know my friend Steve Hunter, he's gone ahead and done, and done his. Uh, Norm, um, you know, he's he's a big proponent of ultra marathon distances. And, you know, all of these, like Leadville, like that was one that he had run, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a notorious, crazy mountain. Um, but all of these guys, they, they, I'm like, I want to be like that. Like, I can do that. Something to aspire right? to. Yeah. And I guess since I had that failed attempt at getting a Boston qualifying time, and I played the pity party for a while. I thought, you know what? Let's just do this. I, I just want to move forward. So that's why I did it, right? Yeah. Because I wanted to prove that I can go the distance, that I can do it. And I got bigger plans for the future, right? Um, all right. I think that's good for that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, when did it get hard? When did it get hard for you? And I think we kind of covered that. We, in the- we did, but just to kind of recap, I guess, for myself... The first 30, 33 kilometers felt fine. And then after that, you started to notice things starting to hurt a little bit, but it got, you know, it got louder and louder. But for me, the struggle, I think like you had hit the number two is about 45 kilometers on was where the struggle was, where you kind of really had to push yourself. And that's where the suffering was, right? Like your body was screaming at you and you couldn't really ignore it anymore for myself anyways at that point so that's where I really leaned on you and you really helped pick me up to get me through to the end there so it got hard about 45 kilometers into it you know it's funny that you say that because in my head I was right there with you yeah however I couldn't tell (laughs) however I knew that what you were going through two of us couldn't be going through the same same thing yeah so in my head, I'm like, okay, Sean's suffering right now. Okay, what would, what would he do to help me, right? And we're, we, we self-motivate each other, right? Yeah. Or we motivate each other. However, a little bit of tough love, right? Yeah. A little bit of cursing, a little bit of you know, profanity and gets, gets you back in, yeah, right? absolutely. And by me yelling and screaming and doing that, it was helping me. Yeah. At the same time. That's where the mind over matter definitely comes into play. Right? So, and I went into Goggins mode and started yelling and screaming and profanity and blah, 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 blah. And anyone that doesn't know what I'm talking about, just Google David Goggins and you'll understand who I'm talking about. It's G-O-G-G-I-N-S. Yeah. That's enough said. (laughs) Mic drop right there, right? Um, So yeah, that's when it got hard for me too. Uh, Would you do it again? Absolutely. I agree with you. I, I would do it again. I thought, you know, when I did that first marathon attempt... And I hit that wall really early on. I thought I'm not doing this again, but I got it done and that's it. But you know, I found this 50K easier than that for me, right? Um, I think there was a bit more preparation involved in terms of setting up for success and, and stuff. So I would do it again, absolutely in a heartbeat. I would do it again, absolutely in a heartbeat. Not a problem. Winter, summer, really doesn't matter. The other side of the question is what would you do, what would you do different now that you've 
gone the distance, what would you do different? Yeah. What would I do different? Uh, let's see here. I would definitely just get a good pair of uh, trail shoes with some cushioning. I think like I like running in the very minimal cushioning, but not for those distances. Like the lone peaks. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I love those shoes. So I'll probably do that. The other thing I would do if I could, if I could, because it's a matter of actually having time and everything in a busy schedule is to tr properly train. That would be the big difference, right? Because yeah. then you can properly trained you might be able to play with the times a little bit more and maybe push it just a little bit more if i had if we could go back to this run that we just did under all the conditions that we just had um i might try at the end to maybe just pick it up a little bit more and just just fight through right because i the thought had occurred to me like okay well how much you know it's a big mental uh component to it so i knew we were close to 50 it's like 48.5 just let's get the stupid thing over with how much longer but had we been running 55 or 60, would I have that mentality still at 48? Or would, you know what I mean? It's like, you see the end and you just want it to be done. So if the end's further away, can you can you mentally last that much longer? So I would have tried to change the mental game at the end and not, not try to give up mentally as soon as I did. Well, when we were running at one point, we were like, probably doing i could probably do 60k yeah yeah right? i think we were at 30 kilometers then yeah. it's like we could do 60k right like you know it would probably be much harder yeah your body's going to break down even more as the longer you go yeah what would i do differently uh training i guess a little bit you know i i think i would probably maybe do a little bit of weights um you know maybe some dead bar lifts uh just some maybe some things to help with my hip flexors yep. Uh, just kind of do some of the basic uh, things to kind of keep you upright. Yeah. Uh, just because you, you start to hit the muscle fatigue. Once you fatigue. And once that goes, it's... Everything else kind of goes out of whack. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because then you're going to, your form's going to go and then you're going to start favoring a leg and before you know it, you'll get injuries that you really may have not have had if yeah. you didn't break down. Yeah. So I think more of the, the training aspect of it. I don't think I would have changed the time of the year or anything like that. I loved running. in the Winter for me is like my favorite time to run. It was fun. It was fun to I run. I was happy it was snowing actually. That made it better. If yeah. it's going to be cold, it may as well snow because it's beautiful. Right? Absolutely. So how's the recovery going? That was yeah. the other question so that popped up. So we kind of talked up. about that. Like I said, yeah. the first day after was sore, but I still managed to go and do my 12-hour shift. And, you know, um, it wasn't that bad. I kind of made a joke. At the beginning of every shift, we have a huddle and my supervisor's there. So does anybody have anything to say? I'm like, well, I had a personal accomplishment the other day. So they were all kind of, oh, great job. And I was like, can somebody help you up out of my chair now? Like, <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, so that first day was tough. But like I said, I think just keeping mobile and not just sitting still mm -hmm. and, and, you know, staying stiff, like moving around kind of really helped. The second day after, which I thought would be worse, was better. And like I said, today we're, we ran day, on day Monday, four. today's Friday. I feel completely perfect again. So yeah, no, absolutely. My recovery has been going great. Just eating a lot of a lot of greens. Yeah. Um, you know, legumes, right? Chickpeas, beans. Yeah. Just things like that. Just just healthy foods that get one you thing, in your body. Actually, one thing I want to mention it was I wanted to ask you. So I noticed after the race, man, did I bloat? I was so bloated after the Were run. you really? Oh man, and I'm like, what? I was like, it's because of the salt, like. Like, you know, if you eat, like, crap after a while of eating well, like, you're going to blow it up or whatever. But, man, was I bloated. It took, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, it kind of went down again. Really? But, yeah. So that was a surprise for me. That you know was what? a surprise. I, did that happen to you? Did you experience I, that? Um, I didn't know. Might have had mean, something to do with my fasting. And also I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, junky food I, I bloat whenever I have, you know, dairy. Sure. Right? I'll, you know, so that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh, if I have too much gluten, I'll bloat. Yeah. Right, things like that will happen to me. 
I'm, I stayed, first off, I stayed away from the scales. I didn't, I don't know what I weighed before I went in. And I don't know what I weighed when I finished. I still haven't been on the scale. Yeah. It doesn't really matter to me. All I know is my pants feel like they're falling off. Like I, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing I notice. But recovery and all of that, I'm good. Awesome. I, no, no issues. What was the other one we had here? Uh, what part of the run did you like or hate? Or both? Yeah. Um, I, I liked it all. I loved it all, to be honest with you. Um, but if I had to pick one thing about our run that we did, um, I'm just going to go with, with the time of year that we did it and the fact that we had snow. Like, I liked that. Whether or not, like, you know, made it, maybe you've made it a little bit tougher, a little bit slower, but I liked it. I love running in the snow. It makes you feel like a child again. Like, it's really great. What did you hate? What did you hate? What did I hate? Um, just just the pain, I guess. The pain and then when you start to break down and your mind kind of breaks down, like, you know, I kept thinking about my kids and I missed them. I wanted to see them. So it was so uplifting to be able to see my daughter there. So I kind of hated that. Just kind of, there was some emotions involved too, right? With it too, when you're going through there. So there was some, some emotions to have to deal with, like, especially kind of near the end when you start to break down and suffer, right? It's all connected. So oh, you that know, was tough. You know, you, you hit the nail on the head, like with the emotion side, right? People don't really realize when you start going these longer distances, people break down in so many different ways. And one of them is it's the mental aspect of yeah. it, right? Because it's very, very heavy on you. Yeah. That's what I've noticed. Um, and there was a couple of times I kind of started to kind of well up a little bit going, oh my gosh, like we're really doing this. Like we're really going to complete yeah. it. And I, I, I felt kind of overwhelmed. Uh, but what did I like? I, I, I like to be, I liked how I felt while we were out there. Because I felt like you're alive, mm -hmm. like you're physically running and these emotions are real and like, wow, I was doing something that most people aren't doing. Like, right? Yeah. It just felt good to be alive and it felt good to run and, and to feel my feet on the ground and to even to feel the pain because the, the pain, I'm alive. Like I am using my body to the best of its ability. So yeah. I, I kind of really enjoyed that. That's a good point. What I didn't enjoy and I even liked the location where we were running because, yeah. right? What I didn't enjoy is I didn't enjoy the wind. Yeah. Right? Because we, when we kind of moved around the opposite direction, man, some of the headwind that we had, it was, it kind of stripped away your mortality yeah. <laughs> in a lot of ways. That right? was difficult to deal with. It was even to the point where it was so windy and it got cold that, like, you had noticed there's more ice. <laughs> On this loop, at this part of the bridge, there's more ice than there was last time we were here. Like, the ice was forming as we were running yeah. our laps. And, I, and as we turned the direction around, all of a sudden, it was like, well, where do we turn? Yeah. All of a sudden, it just felt hard to think about where we actually, where we were supposed to turn. Yeah. And it was like, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. But that happened. So it's just like that mental, the mental fatigue, I guess, I didn't like. Um. And then when did you start, like, did, did you, I guess the question is, um, and I, I didn't actually write it down the right way, but did your appetite change after the coming days? Did you, were you ravenous? Were you, like, was there certain things that you were craving? Did you want more mm -hmm. of? That was basically what that yeah, question that, was. Yeah, that's a good question. And you would think the answer would be like, yes, like I took down whatever I could, but I didn't really feel any hungrier than I normally would, right? Like I had normal breakfast the next day, um, went kind of back right into my normal, my normal eating routine. So I didn't really have that. And, but you would expect that you might after doing something so big, right? But no, it's, in, it, it's interesting because I didn't either. I didn't have anything that I 
craved like crazy. It was great that my, my clients gave me dinner and that was really nice. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't anything that's craved any of that. And I, I look at it and I go, it's because we were running in our aerobic capacity, right? Yeah. If you run in your aerobic capacity, you're not burning sugars, you're burning your own fuel. Yeah, you're, you're burning you're, fat you're, as your energy. Yeah, your glycogen stores are still there and everything. Yeah, so. like you're not depleted, right? So you're not dealing with that. Yeah. You've got, you're fat adapted, right? You, you, you're, you're able to burn that off. Yeah. And when you do so, everything that's in the cells, you have all of those other minerals and vitamins, like all these things are, are in there. So yeah. mate, you weren't consuming electrolyte, you're not, you're not going through, you've got your own, yeah, exactly. it's, in, it's in your cells. Yeah. So for me, yeah, that's, I wasn't craving anything. Yeah. Um, I, think, I, I think if I really had to look at it any which way, I enjoyed having potatoes the other day because yep. I had it again because yeah. I had to go out and show properties. So I, I, I put a couple of potatoes in a microwave, got it all ready, put some salt and pepper on it, and then went off Away in the go. car and drove. And that's what I snacked on to my next appointment. Perfect. So it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, but I've really created, I guess, foods that I've wanted since I finished is broccoli and hummus and cauliflower, olives, um, pickles. Those are... Some of the things I, and I enjoy those foods. That's what I consume on a, you know, my yeah. normal life. Yeah. So yeah, it was just kind of back to the normal, back to the normal way of eating. Absolutely. So I guess the, I'm going to throw the next question in here because that's all the questions that yeah, you know, yeah, you sure. got. But I guess the question I have, what's next? That's a good question. And so my, my answer might surprise you a little bit. So 50k was there and now that's behind us and my next goal in my immediate sites isn't actually running related so it's in terms of where my running is going to go right now i'm going to go back to where i was before we did the 50k is you know get a 5 10 kilometer run in and just make it part of my daily life again right Mm -hmm. um but i have to start preparing now for my uh, belt grading for Taekwondo. Mm, that's something okay. I also do. And I'm going tonight, they have a high performance class, which I'm looking forward to. So that's how my, my recovery is. I'm gonna go and have combat now tonight. <laughs> but um, this coming June, I'll be grading for my black belt. Okay. So that's like, that's huge for me, right? So yeah. I'm gonna start focusing on my preparation for that now, so that when I do have my testing, it's a nice, good, sharp testing. Cause I, I don't want to test if I'm not ready. And you know, I've been waiting yeah, I've been doing Taekwondo now for over three years. So to get to this point is like big for me. That's a chance. So, yeah, so that's where I'm going to put my focus on in terms of where I'm spending my extra time. But running is definitely still a part of that. It's going to complement my Taekwondo training uh, to help keep me in shape and stuff. And, you know, maybe we'll throw in a half marathon every once in a while in between now and June because there's still lots of running to, to be had. So going to carry on with running. I'm not stopping that at all. And we'll carry on with the podcasting and stuff. But uh, in terms of running goals... Um, I'm not there yet in my head to, to think what's going to be next, right? Like, or put a time frame on anything, right? Obviously, the next logical thing would be like, oh, we're going to do a bigger run eventually. I'm sitting, right? here, I'm sitting here laughing at Sean because this is exactly, this is, this is how we roll. Yeah. It's like, he, he's going to call me up one day. He goes, well, let's just do this. <laughs> we're going <laughs> yeah, to end up doing something undertrained again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyways, that's where I am. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Dave? Okay, so I'm going to do a 50-miler. Nice. I'm going to do a 50-miler. So that's 80 kilometers. And, you know, by doing 50, I'm like, you know what? That's only, it's only an additional 30. So if I do the proper training, so I'm going to use this 50K 
as training, I'm going to take the fitness that I've gained from this to propel me to continue. So what, yes. I, what I may do is I may start to do some doubles. So wake up a little bit earlier in the morning, go out, do a run in the morning, and then at night, go ahead and do a run. Yeah. And so start to do some doubles. And you're going to have like... A- I guess longer runs now too, right? Yeah. So my, my weekend run, so I'll probably be up to, you know, be up to like 30 kilometers, you know, on a, on a weekend. I'll have to come out and join you for a few of those. Oh, right? yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. I'll, you know, work that in. But then before I, you know, before the end of the day, maybe after, you know, so I do 30 in the morning and then at night maybe do 10. Yeah. You know, and then, and just again, build just, up miles. just to kind of build up the miles, it's the, the biggest thing when you start going to the even further now is time on your feet it's all about time on your feet whether you whether you're you're power hiking or whether you're running it's time on your feet and it's consistency and it's time so for me it's going to be a 50 50 kilometer sorry a 50 mile run Uh, where that's going to be still to be determined probably be in the summertime somewhere maybe uh maybe one of the happy trail races uh, that jeff and heather put on We'll see what happens. Awesome, uh, but it'll be in Ontario for sure. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going because I do love those longer distances because it's like a destination, right? It, it's about going somewhere. It's not always about running out your front door and doing whatever. It's like you know taking half an hour driving to a trail and going out and exploring something that it's you haven't adventure. explored before, right? It's every an day adventure. is an, every day. Yeah. So fifty fifty mile is going to be my thing that I'll. Awesome. Train for next year. So awesome. Well, we're going to keep tabs on how the training is going and what kind of things you're doing with your strategies and training and what you're going to change, what you're not and stuff. So it's going to be awesome. Absolutely, man. We're just going to keep, we're going to keep on rocking on the podcast. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if uh, anyone's got questions, certainly uh, reach out to Sean and I. Yeah. we will. Yeah. Um, um, email uh, we'll run off to. So it's trailtalesarp at gmail.com. And uh, our Instagram is trail underscore tails underscore ARP at gmail.com. Sorry, Instagram isn't gmail.com. It's just trail at trail tails. <laughs> see, see Sean, Sean's still on, he's still on the trail oh right now. Okay, <laughs> trail underscore tails underscore ARP is our Instagram. There you and, go. Yeah, so um, speaking of that, I know we were kind of doing shout outs for, for our followers and local businesses and things like that. So... Um, I'm going to do a quick shout out now to, um, the Dufferin Museum, um, which is not far from us, the airport road and highway 89 and, or the museum of Dufferin. So their Instagram account is museum of Dufferin. It's all one word. Um, their community organization, um, and they're actually in Mulmer is, is where they're located. So what they've been doing for November is, um, they've been doing a photo a a day of a Dufferin County war veteran. Um, because we just had uh, Remembrance Day on November 11th, which was the day we did our run. So check them out on Instagram, or if you want, uh, go give them a visit. They're open, uh, again, Wednesday to Sunday from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. You can learn a little bit about Dufferin. They also have a website, DufferinMuseum.com. So there's our shout-out to, to our local business. I thought it was fitting because it is November, and we think about our veterans and our freedoms, and they're highlighting that this month. So. And I want to want to say one other thing um, because Sean actually hit on this point, and I was saving it to the end because I had an idea that he was going to be talking about um, uh, ending the podcast this way. So while Sean and I were out there, uh, we ran it on Remembrance Day, and while we were out there, we uh, we did 
uh, a minute of silence, obviously, while we were out there. Yes. And uh, we thought about uh, the people who lost their lives, fought for what we have uh, today, and we are very grateful for uh, the people that made the sacrifice. And um, yeah, we, we, we really appreciate um, our veterans. And, Absolutely. Uh, we, stand, we stand there with you. Absolutely. And, and, you know, there have been many wars. And when you think back to the, to the two great wars, the, the world wars, um, I mean, that, that, was, that was an effort on, on so many different countries. So you think about like our American cousins to the south and, and all the other countries around the world that were um, fighting for freedoms. And, and fighting for everything we have today, right? So it's, it really kind of lets you know that we're, we're kind of all in this journey together, uh, whether, you know, um, you're from Canada or you're not. I mean, obviously, you know, you think Wars. about, you think, I, I can't think about what it would be like for me to be, you know, have to go to, to war. I can't leave my family behind and not know if I'm going to see them again. Like it's, I can't even picture that. I can't even fathom it. No, nor can I. I mean, think about this. I mean, just imagine the people that went and fought, right, from all the different countries in our world, all those people who did that, and then were there for years and years, lost limbs, their shrapnel and like just PTSD, all these things, even even in Afghanistan, even in all these wars that we have today, we have veterans coming back. And they have to be integrated back into society. Into normal life. How like, do you, how do you do go from like being a, a school teacher, right? Yeah. Teaching geography and then leading a battalion into war and then losing half your men and you come back and you've got one, less one arm and you have to be, you're going back to be a teacher again. Like, how, so putting yourself in someone else's shoes, yeah. like really, really think like that is a hard thing to come back to absolutely so when you see a veteran right thank them thank them because they're not doing it for themselves they're doing it for you they're doing it for me they're doing it for our way of life that we have in what i believe is the greatest country in the world of canada and you know if it was up to me i would give everything to the veterans if you go to the enlist in the army and you dedicate your life to that purpose um our country owes you everything just take care of it. No questions asked. Absolutely. I think, I think it's, it's the only way to do it. No, and it's true. And you think about that. I mean, we're just talking from one aspect of Canada. I mean, you think of like France and you think of Great Britain and you think of Russia and yeah. you think of, you know, the Middle East and you think of all these other, everything in the world. We're all human beings and people are fighting for, for their freedom about getting out of, you know, yeah. repression, like all well, these. Because there is evil in the world, right? Yeah. And it, you have to overcome it somehow. So, yeah. So we, so I'm dedicating this episode to all the veterans um, around the world. So thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication and everything that you've done for us. Um, and we thank you. And thank you for allowing us to run wild. Bye, everybody. <laughs>